My name is Khadija LaShawn, and I am the Black guidance counselor that my community needs. I'm a strategic investor and CEO. I make money in my sleep, and I teach others how to do the same. I share my knowledge, talents, and resources with others. So if you're in need of that motivation or courage to start following your own path, look no further. My intention is to share as much value with you all as possible and to show you that there are many different paths to happiness and many different paths to wealth. You just have to find the one that's right for you. to succeed 
And what I mean by that is you have to do what they say. <laughs> you know, it, if, if you want to get promoted, if you want to be successful, you have to adapt and conform to their definition of how you should be. And that's where that's where the bad is because that can be conflicting with your self like who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, and self worth. Yeah, your self worth. You start feeling like you're not who you wanna be. Like you have to pretend to be something you're not. So that is the like you if you wanna succeed in corporate America and that's something that you, you wanna climb the ladder, you wanna you wanna be a manager, you wanna be a senior manager, you wanna be a a, a, a regional controller, you want to climb the ladder, you have to drink the Kool-Aid. You cannot get in there and be acting like not who they want to be, want you to be, if that makes sense. Like, if you're trying to go against the grind, you're not going to be successful or you're going to get fired or something's going to, like, either you're going to get fired or you're going to leave, like, just because it just doesn't fit you. So the thing about the company that I work for is that they they preach so much like company culture, <laughs> we're a family, we communicate with each other, we build relationships, we go to happy hours together, we go go for drinks. You you um you basically are supposed to talk to other people during the day. Like you're it's expected that you're supposed to get up out of your seat and go talk to someone. Yeah. Walk around being Yeah. Active, go walk around talking to someone. and all this kind of stuff. I definitely feel that. And it's like that wasn't something that comes natural to everybody. You know, like yeah. especially when you're like a minority and the majority is not. So um for me, I kind of I'm the type of person where it's like I see somebody who is successful and I look at what they're doing and I'm just like, okay, well, this is what she did to get manager. All right. I guess I got to schedule some lunches with some people. I guess I got to put myself out there. I really kind of like took the leap when it came to that because I was so determined to get a promotion, to get a pay raise. I was so determined to... um to really make more money, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I was about to purchase a home. I want to make sure that I'm not just okay. I want to be good, good. So it was just like, you know what, manager. I'm, I am I just got here and I just got promoted out of my department to a different, like a senior. It's like a senior associate, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's basically the way it goes. It's like associate, senior associate, manager. Oh, no, no. Associate, senior associate, tech lead, manager, senior manager, RC. That's like the order it goes. So I was at the senior associate um, within six months of getting there. And then within another six months, I had made it to manager. So it took a lot of different steps. I'm not going to really like, I don't want to go so much into every single thing I had to do, but more so just like you got to find someone who is doing successful and model after them. Like if you see somebody is getting in good with certain people and you see that and that's the fakeness about it that I hate it. I'm not gonna lie. Like it make it kind of makes you have to become a fake person because that's not really who you are. Like if you're not naturally oh let's go out to lunch. Let's go do this. All right, how are you doing today? Like a conversation leader, uh a conversation starter. Like if that's not something that comes naturally to you, that can be a really you know, challenging process, but I'm not gonna lie, it was challenging because I wasn't a social person before this point. 
I just had to become one in order to get to where I wanted to be, if that makes sense. Yes, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that because with me being in corporate, corporate America before, and I was at my corporate job for four years before leaving, and I was one of the youngest, and I was one of the only black women that were um, within my department, and everybody else was like thirty like 35 36 mm -hmm. on up and it was just like we really don't have anything in common so i would sit in my office and i would have my door closed majority of the time unless somebody knocked or passed by i'll be listening to my music watching shows or on the phone while i'm in between like doing work and everything so mm -hmm. people would be like oh well you're pretty quiet or trying yeah. to like poke in the bear of how like trying to get to know me and i'm like um I say hi and I say bye and I really don't say too much to you because I don't want to get to know you on that type of level. But I would open the door here and there and let them get to know me. Mm -hmm. um, but I only allowed them to get to know me to whatever extent I allowed them. I didn't add nobody on social media either mm -hmm. because... Yeah, nah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, thing, the crazy thing that you, you kind of just like brought up my second thing I was going to say is that like I'm be honest, another lesson I learned was not to be messy. And that was a mistake that I made was, okay, so basically, did all this hard work, boom, 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 I got these promotions, I'm a manager now, boom. Here's your team. So they gave me a team of people who, number one, they didn't have a manager for multiple quarters before me, and the manager that they did have before me was someone who was a horrible manager so they already had this like they had already gotten used to being without a manager so when i came in there it's like who is this girl you know what i mean and we ain't gotta listen to her yeah and the thing is i was younger than every single one of them every single person i was managing was older than me every single person i was managing was white so the people i had the most issue with the person who i had the most issue with was someone who was a woman and it was an older woman an older white woman this happened at this job and it happened at my next one after it too but basically what i realized is that when you're dealing with someone who and i'm not trying to say that she was racist or anything i'm not going to like go there but what i'm saying is that i'm younger and i'm a minority so i already get a lot of like do you really know what you're doing? You know, you're a new manager. You're younger than me. I really have to listen to like, like just kind of like a little bit, a lot of pushback when it came to my team. And they kind of like started teaming up on me, if that makes sense. Like yeah. they were, they were having meetings without me behind my back and they put it in their calendar, but not in my own. Yeah. So like, it was like that type of stuff. And the thing is, is that, I have really good friends there. So they, my friends were like my ears, you know? So they would tell me if anybody was saying something. And I always was catching somebody saying something about me, like literally talking about me behind my back or, you know, I fuck up and say something wrong. And then that goes around. Like it, like it, it went to somebody that it shit, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like that type of situation. And that's where I kind of, I fucked up, you know? I'm sorry, I don't know if I can curse. Yeah, you can curse. Okay, okay. I was just making sure. 
But um, no, that's where I definitely messed up was like being too open with people or too too trusting of people and sharing stuff. But also towards the end, I really started hating being a manager because managers talk so much shit about their people, man. Like they are literally sitting, the way my office was set up, we're all in glass um, offices. So you can see every single person in the whole floor. So they'll be like in a glass office talking shit about people, laughing and joking about people getting fired, especially black people getting fired. Like they're joking about that. Like that's no big deal. Yeah. Like it's like (laughs) another one gone. Like, like literally talking so much stuff about people, like a meeting that is supposed to be about the numbers, about how we're doing becomes about, did you hear what Deontay did? Did you see her hair? Oh my gosh, why is she wearing her hair like like all this stuff? Like I'm just like, bruh, I could I could be at my desk right now. I don't want to sit here and listen to this. Like this is not where I want to be. So me hating my job, that was kind of like feeding out and it just kind of got really bad very fast. I, I so <laughs> it was just like time to go. So I found another position um doing something similar but paying me like 10k more so i was just like let me just get that real quick let me go there that but, really that right there what you, the mouthful of what you just said of mm-hmm. the lesson you learned from corporate america what the lessons because you dropped a couple gems in there and it's like the way that your journey of corporate America that was preparing you for entrepreneurship, it really has you on a roller coaster and Mm -hmm. we're the drivers when this roller coaster is going on. Whether you got the key and you know how to work the buttons or not. Yeah. (laughs) Like I know that you've chosen to make money in the non-traditional way. Um, like influencing YouTube podcasting and things of that sort and doing lift and everything. Um, what lessons do you think net right, right now that you've learned from entrepreneurship? Um, and what, if you wanted to sum it up for people in a mouthful of, of really, what would you say your official title is? Would you go as entrepreneur just all the way around because you have so many different things that you're dipping your feet in? Or what would you say? I would say that I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm a CEO. You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay. not I'm not meant to be a worker. I'm being yes. honest with you. I'm not. Like, even Lyft, like, I'm officially about to retire. Like, that's the, yes. that's the way I'm feeling. But truly, it's because I've realized how it works now. Like, I've been feeding my mind information about just the way money works. And you have to realize, like, when you work harder you're not going to make more money. Like, if you work smarter, you're going to make more money. If you're doing all the work yourself and you're not getting, like, if you don't have a team, if you don't have people that you can rely on to support you with certain things, you're trying to spread yourself so thin and do everything. Always going to be a worker. Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to work. Like, I mean, I do want to work, but I want to do the work that feeds me. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like finding different ways to 
allow my lifestyle to match who I who I am. But I also appreciate the process, like because it's not going to be a overnight. Like, oh, I don't have to work no more. I don't have to do anything. Everything is made. I have oh, to man. put the systems in place to yeah. allow that to happen. So that's where I'm at. But what I would say, the lessons that the major lessons I've learned, I would say number one is don't be afraid. Don't be so hard on yourself when you make a mistake. Um, and the reason why I say that is because we can get so down on ourselves and give up when we make a mistake. And you realize that like, if you had just tried again and gotten back up and tried again, and just you would get to where you want to be. You know what I mean? Faster yeah. versus complaining and being stuck in like, oh, I fucked up. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's something I realized too, is like, you're going to make mistakes. It's no, you're going to, it's, it's, it's inevitable. So just accept that. And when the mistakes do come up, just find a way to do better. You know, like just acknowledge the mistake. Don't pretend like you're not making mistakes and just keep doing what you're doing. If it's not working, you know what I mean? Yes. So that's, that's how I feel about it. Like if you see your actions that you're doing right now, and you're not progressing in the direction of where you want to go, that means you need to change your actions. You can't blame outside circumstances to be like, oh, it's because this, it's because of that. It's like, no, take your ownership. Okay. I can make a different choice. I can, I control my future. Take that ownership over your life. So that's one thing. Um, Another thing I would say is it's important to be consistent in the direction that you're going. And if you're, if if the direction that you're going, if you start feeling like this is not the direction you want to go, you need to switch gears. Instead of keep trying to go that direction, trying to make it work. If it's not working, you need to try something different. You know, so I would say that was kind of what the first point. My second point was actually uh, consistency. Consistency is so important as an entrepreneur. If you're doing something specific that makes you money, you need to do that consistently before you try to do other things. Because if you're jumping and you got your hands in so many different hats, but you're not consistent with the money, the cash flow that's coming in, you are going to be in a negative. So it's kind of like realizing that you now have to go get the money. You have to go get the money. And if you don't go get the money, the money ain't coming. You know what I mean? So. It's no guarantee 40 hours, no guarantee this check at a specific time. It's you got to do the shit that it takes to get the money. Like whatever your goal is, you got to do whatever you have to do to hit that goal. So for me, it was like for Lyft, Lyft is something that can be so, you know, oh, I'll just take the day off. Oh, you know what? I don't feel like doing it no more. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go stop and I'm going to go eat something to eat. I'm going to go stop and I'm going to go stop at this shop. I got to go pick something up. You know, it's cool that you can do those things, but it's so important that you're consistent in how much you're making so that you know how much, like you have to know what your expenses are. Yeah. If if you're not honest and open with yourself about how much money you're spending, how much needs to go towards what, if you're not clear with yourself about that, you're going to be, you know, sw- you're gonna be drowning because you're just like, oh, this just came up. Oh, this just came up. Oh, this just came up. Oh, I have to pay this. Oh, I have to pay that. When you plan ahead, and maybe for the month you're like, hey, okay, I know I have to pay my mortgage. <laughs> I know I have to pay that. I know I have to pay my car note. 
I know I have to pay my insurance. I know I have to pay. Like, if you write everything out for the month, then take that amount and just divide it by four or divide it by three. And then that will be your weekly goal. Plus whatever else you need for gas. Just you have to be. Yes. You know what I mean? You you really do. She dropped the gems, y'all. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So just, yeah, just write everything out that you need and then just create your plan of how are you going to hit that goal before the end of the week? Like, break it down. Don't just be like, oh, I have to pay 3000 worth of stuff. Be like, okay, well, this week I have to make this amount. This week, okay, but then from the week, you have to also break it down to a day. How many days do you need to work this week? And how many hours do you need to work in that day to hit that goal? And so that's kind of like where the tracking your project progress comes in. Because I realized that my issue wasn't that I wasn't making enough money. It was that, well, it was that I wasn't making enough money because I wasn't being consistent about how long I was working and, and getting out and doing it at a certain time. You know, like yeah. with, with Lyft, you have to work with the app. You can't just go out there and be like, yep, I'm about to go make $300. Like, yes, you can. You got to look at peak hours. You got to look at, well, not even just peak hours. You kind of have to be smart about it. Like, you really have to, like, if you're going to go out there and say you're like, your average is like, okay, I make $30 an hour. That's how much I typically make. And mind you, y'all, this is not, this is gross. This is not net. So just keep that in mind because it does cost money to run a business. Any business that you run, you're going to have to pay for something. So with Lyft, there are things like my car note that I have to pay for, my car insurance, um, my gas, my maintenance, my repairs. Those are all things that are expenses to run my business. So what that means is that those are also things that I'm going to have to do in general you know every person is going to have like if you have a car you have to pay your car note you have to pay your car insurance you have to pay for your gas you have to pay for your maintenance you have to pay your repairs so what i did was turn those things those expenses that are typically seen as liabilities into something that can like like that i'm investing into my asset you know what i mean like i'm investing into the asset that's producing me money because if i didn't have a car i wouldn't be able to do lift does that make sense yeah so I feel like people really have to take the time to learn how to manage your finances because that's where I I have made mistakes, where I I didn't do what I was supposed to do with my finances. I didn't plan out accordingly. I was spending money on things that I shouldn't have been. Like, uh, uh, one thing I would like young people to really think is it's great to travel. It's great to have fun, but it's also great to build wealth. You know, like, I think... It's so important to stop acting like you're not going to have life to live and you have to do everything now. Like, there's nothing wrong with traveling, but plan to travel. Don't do a last minute trip because that's where I was doing. And that's the mistake I was making was I was trying to do stuff last minute instead of planning ahead and preparing for the outcome. Because I'll give you an example right here. Me and my girlfriend, we went to California for about 20 days, 21 days, okay? Um, right before we went to California, we were stacking, 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 stacking up money so we have enough money to go and have enough money for when we get there 
and all that stuff. So we had taken care of the trip aspect. Hell, we had even taken care of our bills at home. So we were good there. The problem was is that before I left for California, I knew there was something wrong in my basement and I didn't solve it before I left. I I had pushed it on the back burner. It was basically a flood issue that I was experiencing in my basement. And that was occurring before we went to California. And we went to California for 21 days. And you come back, that problem is still going to be there. You know, so that was like where kind of like after that trip, it was just like boom, 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 boom. Here, like here's something else, here's something else, here's something else. You know, so being a homeowner, that is a part of the life that you live, that there are expenses that will come up. And if you don't have a cushion, you know, you're going to have to keep working to pay for those expenses versus boom, take care of that. I already have the money stacked, you know. So that's where I, I truly feel that people need to make saving a, re- a regular thing. Like, don't wait to save. Save as you go. Like, what one thing I do now is, like, when I work a full day, say my full day is, like, 200, 300, whatever. I'll set a specific amount that I'm going to save every day and put that money away as soon as I deposit it, not wait to save. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you don't have a plan for every dollar before it you spend sense. it. It makes It's like a snowball effect. Yeah. It kind of like, it, it all as a, it all goes hand in hand. So like, it's kind of like being an entrepreneur. It's like part of it's being consistent in your work ethic but also part of it is being consistent with your finances and yeah. managing them well. You it's know, like you're adding one one um, block to the scale for each of them to find balance between all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I never, I never thought of it that way, but I already I knew that you had to be consistent with your finances, but I didn't think of it like how you just put it all together. Yeah, and and it's 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 a learning progress. It's a learning process. It's not like oh, boom, overnight you're gonna be exactly where you wanna be. You're learning as you go. It's a journey. It's not gonna be like you're not gonna get to success. Success is a journey. You experience successes as you go, but it's not gonna be like you're already like you're just gonna get it. You're gonna always be learning. You're gonna always learn something new. And you're always gonna be. Um, progressing forward you know yes so okay so let me see we really hit the home ownership um okay so along your journey all of the things that you have been experiencing and how have you dealt with naysayers, people who didn't support you along your journey? Um, like, especially the people who doubted you from not being able to own a home or not being able to get out of the nine to five um, mindset and everything. Um, so, yeah, how did you how did you deal with them? Girl, <laughs> you don't know how many people. How many people try to tell me I couldn't buy a house at 23? You don't don't know how many people try, my own parents, my own parents who now look at me and say, I'm so proud of you. Those were the same (laughs) people who was just like, no, Khadija, don't do it. Don't do it. You're too young. You're not ready for this. 
You know what I say? What? And I say this respectfully. It doesn't matter how they feel because it's your life. You know, like no matter what, if anybody is listening to me right now, I want you to know if someone is telling you don't do something, it's because they think they can't. So they can't imagine you doing it. So if someone is trying to convince you to tell, like to try to tell you you can't do nothing, don't talk to that person about that thing. Like talk to them about something else. You can talk to your mom about whatever you want. Talk to your parents about whatever you want. But parents are not going to always understand the decisions you make. And they're not going to always believe that you can do what you say you're going to do. But you know what? It doesn't matter because you need to believe it. Yes. You need to believe it. If you don't yes. believe it, you can't let other people's thoughts force you into thinking that you can't do something when you truly like if you can't see somebody like you look at me, okay? If I'm telling you, hey, I'm a black woman, I'm 25, I have my own house, I have my own Airbnb, I'm on Lyft, I'm an entrepreneur really out here doing it. If you see me doing it, then why couldn't you do something like that? Why couldn't you go after your dreams the way you want to? You know, I'm not saying you have to follow my blueprint or anybody's blueprint. Everybody has their own path. But whatever the vision is in your mind that you see and you, you, you've you been seeing it for a long time, it's up to you to follow that vision. You can't expect other people to understand or even see the vision that you see because yeah. they're not you. Yeah. They're not you. So I would say for me, it was kind of like with my parents, I had to get to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm not asking you if I can buy a house. I'm telling you this is what I'm doing. I'm just informing you about that's kind of like how I had like that's kind of how you have to be. You can't ask people, do you think I should do this? You tell them, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, don't don't give them the the opportunity to try to convince you otherwise, because I wasted so much time and energy trying to get my parents to understand why this was a good decision. You know what I mean? Like I spent so much energy and so much time. I even made the mistake of bringing my dad with me one time when I was going to talk to my realtor. That Mm -hmm. was, uh, oh my gosh, that was so much, so irritation. I love my parents. I love them to death. I know that they just, they want best for me. They don't want me to make mistakes, but the truth is, and it wasn't a mistake. But they don't want me to, um, you know, they want to save you. They want to pick you up and keep cuddle you. Yeah. Or, you know, like, not even just your parents, <laughs> like, even friends, yeah, you know, yeah. they be thinking they're like, they know best. And But the truth is, I was that friend before. Yeah. So I had to learn that, that that's not your place. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. Yeah, let them be. Let them be in the driver's seat. They yeah. have that license for a reason. Because you have to realize is that they're gonna they're gonna have to deal with the consequences either way, like good or bad. Like I knew for me, I knew me purchasing my house, it was gonna be me, my responsibility to take care of it. So you really have to take ownership of the decisions that you make. You can't make a decision and be like, oh, I wish I should have I should have never did that. That's living in regret and that's not worth it. You make mm-hmm. a better decision if you made a bad one. You know, like just just progress forward. Don't keep looking back like, damn, I should have did this. I should have did that. Like, no, you can't because that puts you into depression now. That puts yeah. you into a negative mindset of like, I, I fucked up when it's like, no, I learned a lesson. 
You know, I learned mm-hmm. something here. You have to switch it in your mind. Like, don't let nobody's thoughts or opinions affect you or tell you where to go. Only you know where you should go. And yep. that's the ultimate truth. And the yes. truth is, another truth is, a lot of people are scared to listen to themselves. So they mm-hmm. keep asking outside people for advice when it's like, you have to really listen within. And um, that's where meditation and prayer comes in, honestly. Girl, when I tell you, you, you keep dropping all these gems. I I Thank think you. I have to add you to my soul sister tribe because oh, like yeah, yeah. you you speak into my soul. Like I you had you just gave me some confirmations and I That's just checked your box. This was this episode needed to happen because you jacked me up a little bit, girl. What you mean? What you mean? <laughs> I'm saying you got me right together, reaffirming me of the things that I know I need to listen to and I need to just Things that I need to do, take charge of my life and stop allowing people to come in and try to tell me that I can and cannot do nothing. Exactly. You know what? I was was about to add something to that. Two things. Okay. So Mm -hmm. when someone tries to tell you, okay, so somebody tries to tell you what to do. This is how how you should approach it. Okay. Hold on. I just completely lost my train of thought. Hold on. Hold on one second. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I realized. You know how you were saying um, something about I gave you a confirmation? Yeah. So that is something that I that's kind of where the your black guidance counselor comes from. Because so to that, because I never answered that earlier either. So the your black guidance counselor thing, just so for anybody knows, I am on Instagram and I'm on YouTube. Okay. I started out on Instagram. The intention was to sell t-shirts. It was actually a different name back then. I'm not even going to tell you the name. So back then, Why? I, so we well, do no research. Well, you, can't look it, you can't look it up anyway because it's, I changed the name of the Instagram. So it's you can look uh, back at my post, though. You can look back. If you, would, if you really want to go back and look and see how I started, basically, my Instagram started out as it was called Shop It's a Curl Thing. It was supposed to be a, a kind of like follow up to the event that we hosted mm-hmm. and where I sold the T-shirts that we had at the event. I was trying to sell them like for real in person. But the intention was off from the beginning. I'm going to be honest with you. The intention was to sell T-shirts to make money. That was it. It was I was trying to loop in the natural hair with it, but it wasn't fully developed. It was my first entrepreneurial venture by myself. So when I started out, I was just like, okay, so I'm going to have these natural hair shirts. I'm going to sell these shirts. So the shirts wasn't selling, okay? The mm-hmm. shirts wasn't selling, but I was popping on Instagram. I was sharing the stuff that people needed. I started out with natural hair tips. I started sharing videos. I didn't even have to create any of the content myself, by the way. So if anybody is, is listening and doesn't like showing their face and wants to like grow an Instagram or grow a, a community of people who support All them. All you gotta do is look at the shade rooms. Exactly. They don't post nothing that's not their kind. It's, it's just reposting. That is literally the way Instagram works. You repost viral content, you grow your following, you grow, you, you grow because you're reposting stuff that people like to see or that they need to see or whatever. So the way that I started was selling t-shirts. The t-shirts wasn't selling, but I even shifted from natural hair. So I started off with natural hair tips, 
But, you know, natural hair, once you tell everybody all the tips, it's like, okay, it's kind of like, all right, you still talking about natural hair? Like, so that's kind of how I was feeling. I felt like I didn't want to just get categorized as only focused on natural hair. So I kind of like started sharing black content specifically. I started sharing messages. I was on TikTok a lot. So I wasn't physically like showing my face on TikTok, but I was watching TikTok a lot during the pandemic. So what I would do was the videos that I came across, I was always coming across positive, affirmational, like prayer, like just very positive, very like motivational and for like messages, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So they were all from different types of creators. And the way I would do it was I would just repost their content. I would tag them in the post and say, follow me for more content like this. So if you like these type of videos, follow me for more. That's kind of how I shifted directions a little bit. And then the name change came later because I was just like, I was really trying to figure out, it came to me like randomly too. Um, I was just like, I am not a guidance counselor, but I like guiding people to resources. Ooh. I like sharing my knowledge. Like I truly, that's something I, I naturally, it's in me. Naturally, I'm a, I'm a giver. I give information. I probably give too much information. You know, sometimes I overwhelm people because I was, me too. I was sending like, I was sending, like I was starting, I was just like sending people text messages of like, check this out, check this out, check this out. You need this information. You need this. But then I was just like, wait, hold on. Why am I texting all these People, people this guy absolutely no one instagram and whoever sees it sees it and mm-hmm. just do it like that because not everybody needs every message that you have to deliver but the messages that you do have to deliver that they need they will receive so kind of like that's where the shift happened for me because i was doing that with instagram where i would share i'll give you an example i would share like a video of like someone posted on tiktok okay um they got their they got their masters in biology or something like that and it's a really happy moment for them i would repost something like that and the intention is always a positive intention it's like here's something you don't see every day you know here's a black woman here's here's five black women who just got their medical degrees today you know like here's here's a video about something like that like just like sharing positive content around black people giving them motivation because we also have a lot of i don't know about you but my instagram is all like anti nine to fivers so inside <laughs> like entrepreneurs basically so i would share a lot of information and a lot of things that i was coming across because i can't necessarily use all the information that i have you know like i might find something out about shopify but I don't want to do a Shopify store anymore, but I have a best friend who has a Shopify store. So I would share that with someone who could use that information. If that makes sense. Yeah. So when you say confirmation, I want you to know that like, as I drive Lyft, I talk to people all the time. I Mm -hmm. talk to people every day. So the thing is, is that when you start talking to people, you're going to get something out of it. You know, either I'm going to get something, you're going to get something, or we're both going to get something. So you start talking to people just like, not even necessarily networking, but just socializing. You know, I started putting myself out there and I found that a lot of times I would come across someone who would be like, oh my gosh, you told me exactly what I just needed to hear. Like, I really needed to hear this right now. You know what (laughs) I mean? So What's your sign? You said, what's my sign? Yeah. 
I'm an Aries. Aries, okay, yeah. I'm and see, I I get yeah, I get along with y'all. Okay, I haven't met too many of y'all, especially female Aries. So, Honestly. like, I definitely, I definitely, this one is this is a different Aries Pisces interaction. <laughs> oh well, my best friends are Pisces, down, so my sister, so I get along with <laughs> Pisces. No okay. worries there. Um, <laughs> if you was a different sign, I don't know, you know, because oh, uh, some people, some people really can't take me, you know, like they cannot either. I get along with you. Great. But here's the thing. I'm also great with one on one. I'm not really a group person. I always wind up saying the wrong thing or I just like put my foot in the mouth, in my mouth or just offend I feel somebody. like I feel like you're not putting your foot in your mouth if you, you one not disrespecting nobody like in but I don't like I don't with, think I'm being disrespectful. My yeah, mouth I mean, can be but though. people you know should I mean? be able to communicate with you and tell you, hey, this is I don't like what you just said. I get what you're saying and I accept that that's how you feel, but I feel this. It's okay to not agree with somebody. I agree. I agree completely, but you're Pisces and you understand. Not all signs can understand. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I, I've always took very well about Pisces. Like, that's just, because I just, we understand each other. You know what I mean? It's like fire and water, you know? Yeah, I was just about to say, like, Robin Big. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but that's really where the Your Black Goddess concert came from. And that's where I'm, I'm restructuring now. So if you guys are interested, if you guys like any of the bits that I'm giving out, like, just know I'm dropping value all the time on Instagram. If if it's on my stories, you know, I'm not posting right now. I'm pausing while I transition, but I'm always sharing stuff on my stories about things that I learned. And you never know. You might come across something new. So definitely check me out. Okay, so what is something that you would say is your favorite quote that you live by? So whether it's something that is when you're going through something good or you may be experiencing something negative. What's the quote that's your favorite quote? Um, I would say, man, it's like on the spot. I'm like, <laughs> um, there's a couple of quotes. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go into my notes because I, I write down a lot of my thoughts because I don't remember anything, to be honest with you. My memory is shit so um something i just saw a, a couple of days ago it was like um mm, 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 my thoughts are all over i would say one thing that's a quote that sticks with me is um this too shall pass so when i am in a situation where i'm i'm depressed i'm sad i'm just like i feel like i'm in the worst situation or i'm in a really bad situation it's hard to get out i just tell myself this too shall pass i've made it through hard things before i will make through hard things again like if i if i find myself in a in a dark place that's that's a quote that sticks out to me um as far as money is concerned a quote that sticks out to me is if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep you're gonna work for the rest of your life that's warren buffett right there so that's that's a uh those are two quotes, if anybody is wondering. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, what does the word contentment mean to you? Like happiness? Mm hmm Like, what does happiness look like for me? 
yeah, I guess happiness for me, I am in a state of contentment, I would say. I would say happiness for me is being loved, being surrounded by people who I love and who love me back, um, going after the things that I want and doing what I want. That's contentment for me, is being able, it's freedom. That That is the word of the day for me. Like, I don't want it to be a question of if I can do something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because X, Y, and Z. I always like the freedom to do what I want when I want. That's that's yes. been something that's important to me. Okay. I love that answer. And you said it's so all confident and stuff. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. So let me see. You're a very optimistic woman and always spreading positive vibes. Um, have you always been like this or what lesson was the main lesson that was the turning point for you to start thinking more positive? Um, let the past be the past. Um, and I would say the reason why I say that is because, you know, we all go through trauma. We all have been through things as a child. Um, we all have gone through things. So, if you let those things that you've been through, even not as a child, as an adult, we all go through things all the time. So if you let those things hold you back, um, you're really, you're the one stopping your potential because you 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 aren't even trying. You know what I mean? So um, I'm sorry. What did you just ask me? I think I just started talking. No, I, sometimes you said, I do that. <laughs> I no, you said, you said it perfectly. Like, I okay. love that. Like, okay, so you, I said, what um, lesson um, actually was a turning point from, like, you going from being a negative thinker to, like, this really positive thinking person? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like <clears throat> you can't be a you can't be stuck in a victim like they did this to me this happened to me this like if you look at life as everything's happening to you you're gonna be stuck in that victim mindset you're gonna be stuck yes. in the like oh i don't have control over my life because That's these bad what... things keep happening when it's like no yes. hold on you know you have to take ownership of your actions too because we all have the ability to make an impact and we have the ability to change a situation with our actions. So I even can take ownership over things that I've been through as a child because I didn't speak up and tell anybody what was going on. You know, like yeah. it's like situations like that. You also have to take your ownership. You have to, you have to recognize, yes, this person did this thing to me or this thing happened to me, but Take what you can positive from that situation. It's finding the silver lining because even in a bad situation, even in the worst situation, yes. you can find a silver lining. You can That's find me. a takeaway. So, like, I had to do that. I had to learn to be do the same thing. Like, certain things will happen, and I'd be like, well, well, at least this and this and this happened. I mean, hey, yeah. like, but I was so like, positive. Okay. I mean, I can't, I'm not going to sit up here and be mad all day about this. So, exactly. let me think, hello, let me see what's going on, what mm -hmm. happened, what I did, what 
I mean, I'm still alive. Um, able to keep moving forward. So what's next? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And I would say, in addition to that, like a lot of people, and I will, I can say that I, I used to be someone who used to do the same thing, and I would, I tried my best to not do it anymore. I'm not gonna say I'm perfect. Yeah. But admit that if you're in a situation that is bad, you don't want to be. Admit that your actions led to this point. Admit to yourself and be honest with yourself that at one point, this is what you prayed for. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, if you're an entrepreneur and you're going through financial struggles, admit that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and, and you yep. made the decisions to get here. So if you your decisions led to a financial struggle, your decisions can also lead to a financial success. So yes. don't don't you know don't get stuck. That's where people where I get frustrated. I get so frustrated. I'm like do not complain about your situation if you ask for it. Do not complain. Yeah. Because your complaining does absolutely nothing. It doesn't fix the situation. And nine times out of ten, you're complaining to the wrong person. You're complaining to someone who can't even do anything to change your situation. Like, for example, if I am working the nine to five, and I used to do this, and I would complain to my coworkers, I'd be like, oh, I hate being a manager. I hate this. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. And it's like, hold on. You complain, but you ask to be a manager. You ask for this. Like, don't don't complain about something that you prayed for. Just admit that, like, okay, it's not going exactly the way I want it to go right now. But, you know, focus on the positive. You don't realize how far you get by being positive and being grateful. Like, be grateful for what you have, even if it's a box. <laughs> you know, like, even if it's something so small, be grateful for what you have because you really could have nothing. Like, I have to remind myself all the time. You have a house, like be grateful for this house. Don't complain about this house. Don't don't shit on the things that you have or the people that you have in your life. Don't complain about them. You know, tell them how you feel, but don't don't shit on the things that you should be grateful for. Yeah. Because God can easily take them away. And you're you're blessed to have them and you need to recognize that it's a blessing that you have those things. Even if you live with your parents. Be blessed that you can live with your parents. Some people, they get kicked out at 18. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So don't, I, there's always a, way, a positive way to look at something. So I always try to be, I try to be that person to try to focus on the positive. Yes, because you 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 are a non-biased person. Like, it are, the consistency across the board with how you respond to certain things and your outlook on it. Like it, it shows that you're not a biased person, and you literally see things from both sides of the spectrum. I try, I try my best, you know. So let me see. So going through all of these things throughout your life, um, and up until now, how um, would you say that you recharge when dealing with life and all of the lessons that it throws at you? I would say um, recharging has to be 
And I, I, I haven't been meditating the past couple of days. I've mm-hmm. been slacking. But I would say recharging has to be a regular thing. Um, so whatever it is that you're doing to recharge, if that's reading books, if that's listening to doing something that you like, whatever that is. Like, I like to listen to books. I like to feed my mind. That's what I like to do. But that might not necessarily be something that someone else likes to do. But for me, it's I like to read books. I like to feed my mind, listen to podcasts. I like to um, meditate. And I would say to anybody listening, if you haven't tried meditation consistently for at least, like, I would say try it consistently for a month. And it doesn't have to necessarily be every day of that month, but try it consistently before you before you just be like, oh, that's not for me. Like, I was surprised because when I started doing meditating, I only did it for like five minutes at a time mm-hmm. because it was hard to like keep my mind blank, if that makes sense. So yeah. it kind of becomes whatever like your thing is. Like for me, I don't meditate in the traditional way. I don't sit on the floor. I sit on my bed. I like to be comfortable and I just focus on my breathing. Um, but that's something that helps me recharge because <clears throat> I noticed that even today, when I don't meditate, my thoughts are scattered. I feel a little overwhelmed. I might feel a little anxious. I might be a little erratic, you know? So if I meditate, even for 10 minutes every day, like at the start of my day, it helps like the rest of the day fall in line because I'm starting off focusing on me, yeah. you know? Instead of like start, but you know, sometimes other things get in the way where you don't in your morning but I'm just saying that like taking that time out of your day to focus on you every single day will only better you because you're you're taking the time to love on you or do something that spend time time with yourself exactly and you can't be afraid to spend time with yourself even if you are in a relationship you can't be afraid to spend some time with yourself and your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever they should understand that, you know, they should be taking time for themselves as well. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's see. What would you say or where do you say you would see yourself in your entrepreneurship journey in five years? Okay. So in five years, I would say that I have now secured more than, I want to say, five years is a long time. I would say five years, I will have, okay, I'm going to speak this into existence. In five years, I will have multiple properties, at least 15 plus properties that I manage. I'm not going to say I own all of them because you don't have to own properties to make money off of them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to manage at least 15 properties. My cash flow coming in is very consistent. I would like to say in five years, I've reached five millionaire status at the very least, at the very least. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's and I and I have a um, I have a better home now. My first home that I I have 
I'm not going to sell it. So I, I just like to speak that it's now in value. It's over 300K. Okay. Um, and I use that home to purchase my next home. And um, I feel very secure. My my, I have dogs and now I have kids. So. Okay. I love that. So literally, I just took a note down saying, okay, this is the timestamp for her manifestation, and I'm gonna make that into an audio clip so you can post it on social media. Okay, because girl, girl I, I don't know it, what what tips you've been doing besides meditating, but you you really I like I love some of the things that you've been trying that I haven't even considered, and this is why I love getting to know about people and what they like to do so that I can just pull some stuff, add along to my journey and, and better prepare myself for what else I have to come. What did I do? What? I'm just saying like the, you're just really just like straightforward with it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you don't sugarcoat it. And like, that's what I do. And like, at first, I felt a little like, oh, I'm, t I'm talking too much. Like, because I had, like, my mom telling me, like, you reveal too much to people. And you kind of tell people. But I always felt like it was my due diligence to tell people what I had going on so that somebody else who was going through the same thing didn't have to go through it. No, that's they would have known. That's needed, though. That's needed yes. for a lot of people. But what I would say about your mom, you kind of, you kind of have to draw a line, and because like I even have to do this sometimes. Because like I have to tell my family, like, don't tell me what you think about my video. No offense, but really, don't tell me. Like, because nine times out of ten, it's not gonna help me feel better. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna. Because you don't want to hear that. Oh, you're sharing too much information. No, you're being vulnerable with people who trust and like to listen to you. So it's not really anything that you're, and I feel like that's where a lot of the uh, older mindset is that like, you can't, you can't, you got to be careful about certain things. You don't want people to know. You don't want to share too much. And, but it's like, if you're being open and honest with people who are listening to you because they love, like, or trust you, why would those people do any harm to you with that information like why would those people the only thing they can get is value if they're not getting value they're just going to click off you know what i mean so like i i hear what she's saying i just don't want you to think that you're you're doing something wrong by being vulnerable with your audience you know oh no that's why i, I share so much stuff yeah like, because guess what this is this stuff is not happening to me it's happening for me exactly I'm just here on going through this experience, this journey, so that my soul can learn what it needs to learn to go where else it needs to go. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely, I'm not, I'm not about to sit up here and think that, oh, like, take this everything so personal. Like, no, I used to take a lot of stuff personal. And the, like, be grateful for the people you have, even though certain things may happen and everything like person just yeah. leave the situation. And like I told you, you drop in gems because like this is something that I needed to hear. So yeah. that's good. That's good. I'm glad you. I glad. I'm glad the message was received. Yes, because yeah. I say a lot of things. I
I be talking. I don't know. Yes, counselor. I be talking. I be talking a lot. And and sometimes those messages are like to the audience who really needs to hear them. And that's why I recognize God is working with me. You know, like. Girl, you need to go to the hood and preach with this God. But that's the thing about social media. Yeah. I don't have to go to the hood. The hood can yeah. come to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what I like is that the people who who really need to hear what I have to say, they're going to come across this. And they're going to hear me talk. They're going to be like, oh, let me check her Instagram out. Let me check her YouTube out. Because those are the people who need to hear what I have to say. Not everybody. You can't feed and try to please everybody. You can only please who who wants what you have to offer. Yes, you know. So I, I, I'm glad that you know you're getting some confirmations. Yes, I don't know what it is. Yes, like I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to keep tapping into this, this Aries energy. Yeah, we definitely gonna be have to keep in touch um, after this interview because, like I said, I don't know. Is it's just like. Not it's not random. It's very much alignment and everything as far as with us connecting. Well, recon. Well, I say reconnecting because, like I said, I remember you in high school. Even though we didn't even like talk to each other, mm-hmm. or if we did, it was like at a minimum. And so, like, I definitely think that this was definitely supposed to happen, and I'm definitely just a pre grateful that you even considered like allowing other people to learn about your journey absolutely your knowledge and your energy because i can tell that you protect your energy a lot you don't be talking to everybody I and you read yeah. them a lot before you even consider yeah you have to be careful you know because yeah. it's like I that's why I appreciate Lyft because like I come across so many different types of people and like I will be just that message that they needed to hear in that moment and then I'll never see them again. You know what I mean? Like it's like that type of situation. You like a fortune cookie. Yeah, you never get the same fortune cookie. You never do. You never. You never. Oh my god! But it's also like guardian angel. You know what I mean? You should leave like little little uh mindfulness cards for your um passengers like that's a good idea that would be so cool like you would just brighten up somebody's day like what do you mean mindfulness though so like just a tip about like gratitude and being positive um like different affirmations and stuff literally the gems you've been dropping and put on the back your instagram like your black guidance counselor out that would be so that's the thing is that i want to do that and i've been wanting to do that i just like i don't know like i kind of like feel like i have to be careful sometimes because as much as i want to bless every single passenger every single person some people don't deserve my energy like some people really don't and that's not even to be in a like I would just give them, no, I I feel you. I would give them to people who you feel is worthy of something to hold on to, like a part of your energy. But also, you can, if you wanted to just leave them somewhere for someone to find or whatever. That's what I do, actually. I do, I do stuff like that. Like, I just write a message somewhere 
or I'll, or I'll put some numbers somewhere, you know, because, yeah. like, I don't know if you know, like, you know, the angel numbers, they all have different meanings. But yeah. Like, I like to, like, even today, I was doing something a little covert, a little bit. I was promoting my listing for Airbnb, and um, the way, so I realized when I first got my first booking, what sparked the first booking was when I had a whole bunch of people like my listing because oh, it, it makes it okay. show up. It makes it show up higher in the search engine. So, I, okay, um, look at you tapping yeah. the SEO so, and stuff. But what I did was I sent a message to like a bunch of followers, like, "Hey, would you mind liking this, uh, liking this listing for me to help me out?" Um, the thing is, is I I have created a, a group, like a community of people who support me, but also people who I have supported. You know, like, my followers, like, the people who follow me on Instagram, some of them I really follow back, and I consistently follow back because who have replied to my stories or who have consistently supported, like, like, my posts and stuff like that. So, I will, I've already shared value by having this page and sharing the messages that I do. So, when I do ask a favor, it's a small one, and nine times out of ten, people don't mind doing it. So... What I did was I sent out a message. I was like, hey, would you mind liking this listing for me? But what I did is at the end of the listing, I put 777. Because 777 means that you're on the right path. So uh-huh. I put that in there because those are all the people that I follow who whose content that I truly resonate with. And it helps motivate me. So I like kind of put that little thing. It's also adding value, too, because for people who do see 777, they know what it means. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Yeah. I definitely, I really do. I I love that. And people are going to come across your path and they're going to be appreciative of you and everything that they learn from you. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I need to put myself out there more. You know, that's part of why I, I wanted to do this because I am a very, like, private person kind of you know like like i want to put myself out there but i don't want to put too much out there and that's where i've kind of like let myself be stuck and i don't want to be stuck like that no more you know i want to put myself out there more because i know that's what god has been calling me to do he's been telling me like to really like just speak you know you never know what value you can add to someone's life just talk just say hello you know maybe it'll lead to a conversation maybe it won't but speak say hello be polite be spread your love spread your light you know like that's basically what i've been getting yes okay so just let everybody know where people can follow you on social media and if they want to book your airbnb how they can do that and whatever else you have going on let people know right now okay so um on instagram my name is your black guidance counselor that's y-o-u-r-b-l-a-c-k-g-u-i-d-a-n-c-e-c-o-u-n-s-e-l-o-r yeah black guidance counselor <laughs> um it's the same on youtube but there's spaces in between the words and um yeah you can just connect with me there um nine times out of ten you're going to come across something that you really need to hear so definitely link in with me there um for my listing if you could help me out by liking my listing that would help me uh show up higher in the search engine so i'm gonna send the link to you maybe you could put it in the description yeah most definitely 
Yeah, that's pretty much right now. I do Lyft, I do Airbnb, <laughs> and um, my partner, she's also a hustler. We do the same things. So um, that's where I'm at right now. So if you okay. want to learn anything about that stuff or you have any ideas or questions from this interview or whatever, you can contact me directly. I do respond. So I already know that either me or somebody else is going to contact you and say, um, so when is your um social media um mom blueprint class because you was dropping gems about social media I got and you. then you dropping gems about um SEO so you can go ahead and do a class about that mm-hmm. with the social media and yeah so when we gonna be able to purchase this class I mean you gonna make a Patreon you gonna do the um the membership on youtube um so honestly um where i'm at right now is i am learning as i go so with the i plan on making e-courses for airbnb i plan on making e-courses for the instagram but with instagram the way i grew it initially was literally i muscled it you know like i literally was posted i was just doing what was working and i just kept doing kept doing kept doing it but i burned myself out so now i'm shifting to actually like scheduling out my posts planning them out and stuff like that so once i get it down my plan is to actually release a course when i hit 100k on youtube on instagram and then as far as airbnb is concerned once i become a super host and i feel that i have knowledge like i I don't want to just create a course just to create a course like i could tell you how to sign up for airbnb i could tell you how to start doing instagram but a lot of it is learning by doing so i have to keep learning until i feel content and then share my knowledge i don't want to be i don't want to because that's mistakes that i've made in the past i'll be trying to lead people somewhere i'm like you should do this you should do that but hold on let me just pursue my path follow my path, and then when I feel I gain a good amount of traction, then I can start sharing that knowledge with others. But that's what I plan to do with Instagram and YouTube. I'm going to be sharing free value there. So if you want to follow my journey as I pursue Airbnb, I'm definitely going to be doing a, a house tour and stuff like that. So I will be sharing that knowledge and that wisdom with you guys for free starting out. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely check me out on Instagram and YouTube at Your Black Guidance Counselor. Okay, I love that so much. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's I like that one. Like okay, that. all right, cool. Okay, yes. I okay. So I really let you take the lead. I I had something told me before this interview to just like to surrender to usually like how I do it. So I'm glad you ended up like taking the lead and going through some of the things because you were checking off some of the questions and everything. Okay, that's um, good. So I could go ahead and go in and um add in the follow-up questions about what did you learn and all that stuff. So like you're really you're really in tune. So thank I'm, you. I really like having interactions with people who are um very much on a high vibration just like you so keep doing what you're doing and i'm i'm really excited to see your journey through entrepreneurship and just life and oh like everything is going to be like how you imagine it 
and I, I can feel it. I feel it. Absolutely. And and the same to you. You keep doing what you're doing. Whatever your vision is, you keep pursuing that until you are content. You know, like well, hopefully you are content while you're pursuing. Oh it. yeah, I'm, I'm you know. I'm content, yeah. That's important. Um, I don't know if you wanted to hop into like homeowner. I know you can cut this up and do it how you want, but yeah. I don't know if you wanted to like hop into homeownership. I don't feel like I touched a lot on that process. Um, I could share a little bit about that if you want, about my journey of becoming a homeowner. Yeah, you can. I'm not taking too much of your time, am I? No, I have like about 15 more minutes before college should be waking up. Okay, cool. So, um, basically, when I pursued my when I pursued that corporate manager role, during that time, I was in the process of purchasing my first home. So, a little bit about why I decided to go that route. So, I had come across something called house hacking. Um, I don't know if you know you know about house hacking. Um. I think I know what you're talking about, but refresh my memory. Sure. Um, so house hacking is basically when you, you secure the loan, you purchase the house, you can buy either a regular house, a townhouse, you can buy... Basically, it would have multiple bedrooms or multiple... So what I did was I purchased a townhome with two bedrooms and a furnished basement. And what I did was I turned the basement into a bedroom and rented that out as additional income. So that's kind of like how the idea that sparked the home ownership for me, because one, I'm also paying a mortgage, investing into what is called equity. So equity is what um, basically if I purchase my house for 150K. Um, I get a loan for 150K and I put my down payment, I go my closing, all that stuff. And what happens is every month when I pay my mortgage, I'm paying towards the principal of the loan, which basically means that I'm increasing my net worth. So I'm increasing how much I own that is not necessarily tied to debt. So I'm reducing my debt and increasing my net worth. So I will be doing that. In addition to that, running out the loan will take care of pretty much almost the entire mortgage. So... I would only have to take care of the utilities and my other expenses. So for me, the idea of house hacking was just like, I'm going to do that. You know, like I'm not going to, why would I want to pay a mortgage? Like, why would I want to pay to live? Like, I want to secure the property that's going to pay me to live. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. that idea was in my mind. And so the reason why I decided to not go the renting route was because... I did not want to throw my money in the trash can. That's the way I started to, and this is not to down anybody who rents or who feels that's the route they want to go. That's your decision. You know, if you, if you don't feel like you're staying in a place for a long time, don't buy, you know, that's, that's just straight up. But um, basically what happened was, is I didn't want to pursue the renting because I felt that me rent, like, saving up to rent would set me back from saving up to own. Yeah. And, and I didn't want to delay the ownership because I was single or because I didn't have a husband or because I'm not established, quote unquote. You know, I just truly felt that like, if I can find something that's affordable and I can afford to live there and I can make money off of it, 
that's an ideal situation for me. So that's kind of like the whole Airbnb idea that was like really in my head, but it didn't really go into, like I was slowly taking steps in that direction, but it's finally coming into fruition now. Does that make sense? Yeah. So actually purchasing the home was a long process though. Like it was not a boom, 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 here you go, here's a house. It was rejection, 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 rejection. Like throughout the entire process, I had a realtor who, thank God he stayed with me through the end, but he really like was very, he wanted to make sure that it was a house that I was, I really wanted. And that's so important for anybody out there looking to buy a house. You want to make sure that the people that you work with, be that your realtor, your lender, whoever, they're going to get paid. Okay. But it's your decision on when they get paid. So if your realtor doesn't do the work to get you the house that you want, they're not going to get paid. So all the work that they put in was for no reason. So you want to deal with people who truly want you to have, like, who have your best interest in heart. And that can be hard to, to decipher in the beginning because it is a money motivated transaction. So I had some lessons that I had to learn because my lender, he almost kept me like he almost ruined the process for me because I was really banking on getting this grant. Um, Here's a little plug for y'all. If you live in Maryland, I know everybody says don't live in Baltimore. You shouldn't live in Baltimore. But if you live in Maryland and you want to reside in Maryland, Baltimore is a great place to start. The reason why I say this is anywhere honestly could be good, good for you, depending on how much you make. But depending on how much you make will depend on how much you qualify for. Where I was at making 40K a year, I didn't qualify for a 300K house. I didn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't qualify for that because your income must match however much the mortgage payment will be, like whatever is estimated. So if you want to buy a house in Maryland, the average house cost is 300K and above. Like 300K is on the low end for Maryland. So the thing is, is in Baltimore, the the houses are actually in the 100K range. So that's what I qualified for. So I had to, I was kind of like forced to go in that direction, but it was a good opportunity because you can really look in Baltimore and find a neighborhood that's up and coming. Like I was blessed to have chosen a neighborhood that was close to a hospital. So they've actually been renovating building up new town centers and stuff like that. I've been here for two years. And in that two years, since I purchased my home, the value has already increased by over 40K. So take that in consideration that like your first house can buy your next houses. You pay down that mortgage, that mortgage now, that now not having so much of a mortgage can convert into what is called equity, which you can take out a loan from your equity equity in the home to purchase more properties. So that's my intention. So if you're interested in getting into real estate, the best way is to buy your own house because if you don't know how to buy your own house, how are you going to buy a house? Like how are you going to go through that process without actually like going through it? You can't just Chill, jump boy. into real estate if hop you're up, not really willing to take the risk of buying real estate or there's a lot of different ways you can do it i'm not going to say there's only one direction but for me the house hacking route is my intention so i dealt with a realtor i had a lender 
But the good thing about my situation is my realtor was very well connected. So he had, he knew exactly what to do. He knew like when I needed an inspector to come out, he knew a good inspector for me. I didn't have to go out and find an inspector, um, which is a good and a bad thing because you only get one price when you only go with like a referral. Lay but, down now. Um, he knew he had a transaction coordinator that handed all the paperwork. So I didn't really, I was there, but it was more so like I had to communicate my intentions and have people do the work for me. You know, like that's kind of like how the process goes because you can't really, you're not going to be able to talk directly to the seller. You're just not going to be able to. I mean, if you are, good on you, but nine times out of 10, everybody's represented by some type of real estate agent. So real estate agents only talk to real estate agents. They don't really talk to people who are just saying they want to buy a house. If you don't have a realtor, you don't look like you're really going to buy a house. So I would say, number one, get your pre-qualification letter. This is not your official loan. Get your get, Find out how much of a house you're qualified for, then go searching for a house. Don't go searching for a house in different price ranges, not knowing how much you really qualify for or what that payment will look like. Because you don't want to sign on for something that is outside of your means. You know, like if you fall in love with a house that is outside of your price range and you never took the time to check to see how much you really qualify for, you're you're wasting time and energy, you know? So yeah. I would say I would say definitely find your good realtor, find a lender who um is a reliable person. I can shout out my lender and my realtor. Um, my realtor was Tom Fair. You can look him up on Google, T-O-M-T-O-M-F-A-I-R. Um, you can look him up on Google, Tom Fair Realtor. He's a really good realtor. He actually really wants you to get the house that you really want. And he knows he's connected. He has the whole process down prompt, which I appreciate. And then um, as far as the lender that I ultimately went with, she got me $10,000 and grant money towards my down payment. So that is important. As a homeowner, you wanna keep as much money in your pocket as possible. You don't wanna shell out more money during closing because once you actually get the house, expenses are guaranteed to come up. You know, you're gonna have to set up the phone. You're gonna have to set up the electricity. You're gonna have to set up all these new utilities, set them up in your name, literally, it is an entire journey you learn by doing. But what I would say is like, put yourself around people who know what they're doing. Like, don't, don't try to give that one realtor who is just starting out a chance. Work with someone who's seasoned, you know, work with someone who has done this before, knows how the process goes and can really help you get through the process and complete it. Because a lot of people get stuck. It's like, Three stages. Stage one is the search. So you're searching for a house. You're trying to find a house, X, Y, and Z. You find the, the one. But then it's a whole nother journey after that because they can decide if they want to take your offer or not. You know, like it was when I was purchasing a home, it was a seller's market, which means that the sellers have the pick of who they want to buy their home versus you have the pick of which house you want to buy. Like, it was more buyers than sellers. So what was happening is that I actually got five offers rejected before I finally got my 
my official acceptance of my offer for the house. And that was because I was um, competing with investors. A lot of investors, quote unquote, anybody can inv- can disguise themselves an investor, and yeah. by the way. So <laughs> investors, quote unquote, they were competing with cash offers. So it's really hard for someone to compete with something like that because the financing process takes a minimum of 60 days while a cash buyer can give you a check today and you have the money tomorrow. You know, like it's that type of situation. So people will even take a lower offer if it's from a cash buyer because they'll get the money right away instead of having to wait for the financing process because the financing process has hiccups in it too. Like you have to come and mind you, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, by this point, I was working in corporate setting, but I still was doing lift on the side. So I was able to add that income to help me qualify for a better loan or whatever. But you don't really want to max out what you're like. I didn't want just because I was qualified to buy a house for 250K as me by myself at 23 years old. I don't necessarily want to take on that commitment of a higher loan and a higher mortgage amount because that's going to be the bill you have to pay no matter what if you want to keep your house and if you want to have a place that a roof over your head so for me i wanted to keep the cost as low as possible but also get a quality property that i can enhance and make it my own because um i just didn't want to be stuck with i don't want to be house poor you know that's nobody wants to be oh, I got a house, but I'm just barely making it. I'm barely surviving. I'm struggling every month. Like you don't want to be in a situation like that. So you want to make sure that whatever you're signing on for is something that you can commit to or you can find someone else to pay. Like if for me, the way I saw it was like, if I ever want to live anywhere else, I can just move out and move somebody else in, you know, and they pay and I still have a house in my name. You know, having property, you always have an ability to make money. You can make money renting it out on a monthly basis. You can make money renting it out on a daily basis. You can even make money renting it out on an hourly basis. So Mm -hmm. it's, I even, girl, I even went to as far as like, I learned about how to host. I basically how to create, like make more money off of your house instead of just not just Airbnb, there's other platforms that you can market it to. Like even something as like, you don't know how many productions are being done around you all the time and you don't even know that they're, they're going on. But people need locations for productions, you know? And they're not all going to be fancy houses. They need regular houses too. They need places that look like someone really lives here. Not just like the most richest fancy people, but like the run-of-the-mill regular people. So... There are other ways to make money off of your property other than just renting out on a month, a monthly basis. So I was, that's the journey that I'm on. And if that's something that you're interested in, definitely like connect with me because that's something that I feel passionate about and I can send you resources and stuff like that too. Um, But for me, it was just a journey and it was a journey that was well worth it. And um, I truly feel that ownership is something that as a community, like black people really need to lock in and and do your best to find your way to get your, your foot in the door before it's too late. And I say that because 
values of homes only increase. You know, they've only been increasing and and you don't want to buy a house for 250k that you could have got for 150k. You know, like if you can get in there and you can get in there now, find a way to get in there because once you get once you take a step in the direction of where you truly want to go and you speak your intention, things start to fall in line. People start to come into your life who are going to help you along the journey and they may not be there forever, but when you set your intention, you know, and you are very specific about what direction you're going in, the universe has no option but to allow that to happen. Yeah. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. that's basically what I did when I was buying my home. I had to really visualize myself having a home before I even had it. Because if I didn't believe I could do it, I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, that's that's something I always tell people. It's like, if you you look at the richest person in the world, you look at Jeff Bezos, you think that he would be where he was if he didn't think he could do it? Like, if you're doubting yourself on a journey, if you feel like, I don't know if I can do this, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, then you're not. You're not. You know, there was a quote I heard. It was like, um, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know, so if you truly believe that you can be a homeowner, you can and you will. But if you don't and you're like, if you like, I don't know if I can do this, then that's exactly what you're going to get. You're not going to get it because you, you don't believe it in your, in your heart. So you really have to take some time and whatever direction you're trying to go, you must be the anchor that, that keeps you going in that direction. Like you have to be the believer. You can't expect somebody else to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. So um, I truly feel ownership is so important for everybody. And that's something that if you're not thinking about it now, you need to start thinking about it. Even if you're not going to take the dive yet, just take this message that I'm, I'm telling you and know that ownership is a possibility for you. And it's something that you should think about pursuing when you're ready. So, yeah. Okie dokie. So I'll add this in and I will get those audio clips over and everything to you in regards to um, posting for like um, like marketing the episode. Okay, cool. I will definitely mm-hmm. let my followers know. And uh, whoever tunes in is whoever tunes in. Do you do you know how many people watch? Like, do you get that information, like statistics and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I do. I have the um demographics and stuff. Um, I'll be able to send you. Okay, cool. And I was gonna ask you honestly. This is separate podcast, but can you tell me how you do what you do? Because I really don't know how. But, like, you are so official. The fact that you're on Spotify and all that stuff, like, that's really cool to me. And I just don't know how to do that. You know so, what I mean? through Anchor, they distribute all of the podcast, um, like the podcast episodes. I don't have to do it. So, that was one of the good things about when I started. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, at least if I do take this serious, then at least I have this that's already in place. I don't have to do any extra work. That's good. Is it is it a membership or 
No, everything is free, but now they've changed it um, in order in order to monetize. Mm-hmm. You have to have at least um, 30 listeners. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, so. So you just need to subscribe? Um, they have um, to so they just have to listen. Yeah, they can, they can follow your podcast and stuff. Oh, so you mean for one episode? For you to monetize that one episode, you only need 30 listeners? No, so for overall to monetize your whole podcast. You just need 30 people to listen? Yes. So they don't have to follow you? No. No, wow. it's not a thing. That's cool. Is that like a consistent thing? They have to consistently listen or? Um, yes. Okay, so they... All right, all right, well... That's really cool. That's really cool that you can, um, that you are so official and everything. Like, I love that. I really do. If you didn't see on Instagram, I posted, I need my interns to come slide in my DM. That's good. That's good. See, I'll be listening. That's good. (laughs) Take the note. Take the note because it's probably what you need. You know, like, it's going to get the help. What I was going to say, okay, and you can keep this on here or not. It's up to you. But I would say some resources that I definitely recommend all entrepreneurs to read or listen to. Number one, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I just listened to that on my way back from North Carolina. And it is mindset shifting as far as being successful and seeing it as a possibility for you. So... The success principles, that's more so mindset. Um, cash flow quadrant. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You you read that, haven't you? I haven't. I haven't finished reading it. You should you should finish reading it um, when you get the chance. But Cash Flow Quadrant is a, a sequel to Rich Dad, Poor Dad that really gets into how to adapt the mindset of a, an investor instead of a worker. Because we have kind of been conditioned to see life as you have to work hard, you have to do this, you want to be successful, you must work hard. That book kind of like reset my mindset about that because it's really not about how hard you work, it's how smart you work. And the smart people, what they do is they leverage, okay? Smart people leverage, they leverage other people's money. And the reason why I say that is because do you think that Jeff Bezos is spending money and he's coming out of his own personal pocket to pay for all those Amazon facilities, all those people? Do you think he's paying out of his pocket? Here you go. Here's your check. No. He's leveraging other people's money, which is credit. So credit is a big piece of success for everybody. You want to be a homeowner? You want to you want to have a business and have business credit and have the ability to like kind of leverage other people's money to grow and scale, you really have to learn how to play the game and you really have to take the time to do that. So I would say the cash flow quadrant, it talks about leveraging other people's money, but also other people's time. So when we are responsible for all the decisions as an entrepreneur, in any business you run. For for me, if it's my Lyft business, if it's my Airbnb business, whatever. The more decision or time I can take away from myself 
is the more time and energy I can put into the things that I really want to do. So instead of um, spending so much time cleaning the house, getting it ready, paying for a maid saves me that time. You know what I mean? Like paying for, like getting that help, but also like leveraging that. Not everybody's dollar is the same, you know? Like, yeah. It might not be someone that you have to pay. Like in your case, you can get interns to do some work for you because they're getting rewarded and valued by it. They're getting the experience that they need. You know, people who want to get into film or who want to get into social media or whatever it is, they need experience. They need to learn. So providing an internship is giving them the opportunity to learn, but it's also helping you because it's taking away that decision making that you no longer have to do because you're passing that off to someone else. You can focus on the things that you do best. You know, you you can focus your time and energy on the creating and hand off the like technical stuff to someone else who who can do it and can do it quickly and you know, for a low budget, if any budget. You know what I mean? So I would say cash flow quadrant will teach you a lot about how to leverage other people's time and other people's money and how to become an investor in your mind before you are in real life, if that makes okay. sense. Yes, so. I'm definitely adding that, Jim, um, to like around where I um, asked you about the quote. So I, I definitely think that we got some good content. That's good. And we definitely have a lot of good feedback from it. I'm going to... um send you um my link for um spotify and for apple podcast if you don't have it okay. um, and i wanted to get you to leave a rating and a review for your experience on the podcast and what you think of it okay cool i got you and then okay. um you can if you could like i'm definitely gonna have the link in my link tree to this episode so okay. when you whenever you finish editing yeah, send me a link to the airbnb or was that the one you sent me the other day it's the one i sent you the other day but i'll okay, send it to you I'll again no but, i still have it i, I um i'll add it okay cool but yeah i definitely want to promote this on my because it's also good because it's going to help give people an introduction of who i am so i actually really like that we're doing this because it adds like a little bit of Let's take your attitude to your portfolio. Yeah, like, I... You're doing speaking speaking engagement, so you're getting used to those. Exactly, yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. I truly appreciate it, and I'm so grateful that you even asked me, so... You're welcome. This is Khadija Lashon, also known as your Black Guidance Counselor, and you are listening to Peace of Mind. So that was it, y'all. That was it. That was my interview on the Peace of Mind podcast. I'm so glad I can share it with you guys. Um, I'll post this to YouTube too. So if you aren't subscribed to my channel, you need to be, okay? If you haven't caught up on my tea times, you need to catch up on my tea times because I'm giving you the tea. I'm giving you all the tea. As a as a grown-ass woman, as a homeowner, as an entrepreneur, I'm sharing the tea with you, the spiritual tea. And I hope that you guys appreciate it. I will see you guys in the next video. I'm going to do my meditation in about a couple minutes. So 
I appreciate you guys for watching to the end of this video. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell so you can get notifications from me. And I will see you guys in the next video. Bye, guys.